Well, let us forget that we both work humdrum, mundane, uh, <laughs> soul-sucking corporate jobs and try to remember that we like each other for one hour and bring some god-dang entertainment to the masses, my dude. Let's try that for one hour. Let's pretend like we like each other. All right. I got nothing else. That's the hardest the cold open's getting today. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the amount of energy I'm putting out there. It's going to be a great episode. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 23, I believe I checked right before we started. 23. David, you know, it made me think we're getting so close to like a 30, then a 40, then 50, and we would have done 50 of these things, dude. Oh my God. I feel like a, I feel like a sense of accomplishment. You know what I mean? Did you ever think you would do something for that long, David? No. Because it's it's one because in doing anything that long with you, obviously frustrating. Not what I right. want to be doing, but I'm pushing Correct. pushing through, which I think is a good sign. And the other thing is, like, I feel it just kind of perfectly reflects our ages as well. Like, you know, it's just mm. like, oh shit, you know, yeah, keep getting older and older. The back keeps getting worse, and um, maybe that's what happens with the show. Uh, for some reason, the show outlives us, and I think that's the plan. Uh, my name is Brian Ortiz, or as I like to say, son of Ortiz. You should like to say it. it's amazing. My name is David Castillo, which is less amazing. But David Castle is the translation. Which is an amazing, sturdy, sturdy name, just like you, my dude, with a strong, sturdy base. You know, man, it, right? like, my, my last name might as well mean construction, right? If you just translate it to construction, <laughs> you get a sense of, like, what I have to deal with. It's it's not that exciting. I know, you want, Look, I know you're pushing for it. I appreciate it, but no. Some some uh, some Hispanics out there have to do construction, David, and you are the man that's building this country. So I appreciate you for it, bro. Oh man, son of a bitch! <laughs> but I digress, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. If you're here, you know you know what you're getting into, and I'm going to make this short because, as I've said before, David's annoyed that it goes on forever. So that's what it is. All right. The name of the show is Life's a Wreck. And what is life but nothing more than a series of reactions to educational conversations with one another? Two people kind of know each other ish, sort of trying to get to know each other better through the use of pop culture, social lubrication. And through those conversations, we learn a little something about ourselves. Short and to the point, David, how was that? That actually felt longer than the initial ones. I don't know what's God going on. Damn it! There is literally no pleasing you, I mean, son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn. God. All right. This is start to the great episode. Glad everyone's here to witness these moments between us. Because if I told someone else, they'd just think I'm a crazy person. David, uh, I like to start off every one of these shows and uh, by asking you, man. It's been a bit. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, I've I've been better. You know, so you know, even though I've you know kind of luck sacked into a new job uh um, yes you know it's it's sort of their growing pains and you know of like kind of the variety so we were talking about it before this episode and kind of right. talking about um you know the kind of new model of like work culture and it's so weird that the old one even exists this idea that well hey i'm paying you so i get to treat you however i want as opposed to like well no that's my money that you have in my pocket because right. of what I'm good at, so right. there there is no excuse, <laughs> you know. To, to 
to kind of how long do you think it's going to take for corporations to cycle out of this old system, right? We've we've heard all these awesome um, dream jobs that do all of these kinds of things where they offer you all these amenities. The management's really nice. You know, some people, the pandemic has changed the work a lot in a lot of areas because of being remote and people just staying at home and being happier sometimes. Like, how long do you think, how many years do you think it's going to take for us to get out of this old, staunched, 1950s corporate work culture attitude of like, we own you, do what we say, and shut the hell up? I think when when the government like stops hating women, for example, you know we can we can look at that as like a marker, you know, for for like for change. And the, listen, it's it's to me, True. it is the it is just it's part of the capitalist culture. And I know we're not well, here to kind of talk about like quote unquote politics, which I, I don't think what is political about saying, well, you know, shit, this is part of our tradition is like, well, money, def- the economy defines kind of how we treat each other. Well, that's, that's not true. political. That's just like the nature of the beast. That's, you know, how it's always been. That's what we live in, man. It's a, it's something we have to accept. I'm sorry to say, you know what I'm saying? I wish we lived more in a Star Trek utopian where we don't need money and all we want to do is progress humanity. But you know what, man, we are not there yet. It is still pushing down. Uh, pushing down women and pushing down those Hispanics, or as David likes to say, Latinos or Latinx or whatever nomenclature that you prefer, David. Because I, I get lost every time. I, I don't like Latinx. Let me just throw that out there. But oh my god! Know, but let's remind me again. What is the preferred one? D- to me, the preferred yes. one is ask somebody, ask them what they prefer to be called. That's just <sighs> as simple as that. But yeah, it's so I, difficult. I, I think if I think if you want to go general, I think Latin Americans fine. But again, we're we're getting way off topic. But you know. Hopefully you kind of know where, where I'm going with this or getting my vibe. So that's how your day is going. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah. How is your day going, Brian? <laughs> oh, well, thanks for asking, David. Let me let me, let me me tell you about my day. Uh, you know what, dude? It's been a, a very – thanks for asking. It's been a real lethargic day, man. I've had a hell of a two weeks. I've had to go to a funeral with my other side of the family, which – uh, as many of you probably heard on the podcast before, I have a very weird relationship with. That's my dad's side of the family. Um, I did my whole life growing up. So I was definitely on edge most of the time, man. I was definitely on edge. And I had to go back to my hometown, which I never go to because I don't want to. Uh, so it was a lot of heavy-duty emotions. 37-year-old man going back still being like freaked out about having to deal with family issues, right? I mean, you sound like a Zach Braff movie. Maybe my life is a Zach Braff movie, dude. And you know what? That's okay, because those movies are dope, in my opinion. And I grew oh up loving God. them, okay? Oh, They're don't. beautiful movies, all right? Get the fuck Wish out I was here. here and Garden State. It's oh chef's my. kiss. Give oh them my. all to oh me. No, 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 no. I'm done. I'm gonna, seriously, I'm going to turn this off. Okay, great. I'll this see. is All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new podcast called Let's Talk Garden State, uh, where we talk all things Zach Braff, ladies and gentlemen, between his careers in television <laughs> and movies. David, you can be a special guest if you want, my dude. <laughs> my God, my God, dude. I love upsetting you. Uh, no, but but you know, man, it was it felt crazy to have to deal with that kind of stuff as someone who's not emotionally stable as they should be. But silver lining, um, I learned a lot of new stuff. Uh, I shed some misconceptions about some family, and I reconnected with some, and I straight up met cousins I didn't have. Um, on my dad's side, like I, I, I knew, I heard that they had existed, but they were like, one was like a baby. One didn't even exist yet. The last time I saw them, met them this time. And you know what? They're awesome people. And I don't know if they'll ever listen to the show. Maybe they will. I hope they do. But let me tell you what, they were awesome, dude. I was, I, I fell in love with them. They were awesome to talk to, had such a great history and they have such cool careers. And so that really helped me feel good. Exhausting as it was, it was really nice to connect with my aunts again 
and see my sister and really connect with some cousins. So all in all, even though it was for a sad reason, silver lining, growth as an individual, level up, get a little uh, achievement unlocked status thing above me, you know what I'm saying? Depression, slightly less, you know what I'm saying? Family connected, like something cool. So not too bad, man. It's uh, I'm glad to hear that, man. As, as much as I just sometimes can't stand you. And again, it, it's gotten even worse with the, the Zach Braff love. Um, right, right, right. I, I do want to see you succeed especially when it comes to like family connection and because like, you know again Latin, us latinos latinxes uh hispanics hispanics david hispanics gotta stick together hispanics right david? <laughs> your favorite trademarked word hispanics <laughs> was it trademarked i mean i, I guess like the you i guess that was richard nixon has richard nixon like yeah trademark richard for, nixon <laughs> yes yeah our favorite president richard nixon uh, trademarking hispanics david <laughs> Uh, I hope I hope to talk to them more, man. That's the goal. Is I I, went, I got away from it, and I and I hope to uh, get to chat with them more and maybe visit them someday because uh, my family's kind of spread out. So it'd be cool to visit different parts of the United States and get to see them. So I, that's all I'm doing, man. Doing the best I can every day. Uh, you know, family. It's a hell of a thing, man. It's a hell of a thing. So, uh, but don't forget to check out my new podcast coming soon, Garden State Talk, uh, where we all talk all things Zach Braff. <laughs> Um, David, we've talked so much about what's going on with either of us, but you know, I did want to share, uh, after the funeral, I came back here and my special, uh, lady friend came into town. Uh, I got to spend some time with her, even though we didn't get to do too much because as you know, we live in Texas and for some reason we had the hottest goddamn heat wave in the weekend possible. I literally, the devil's butthole is just burning up the central Texas. So it was a goddamn nightmare. All we dared to do was like stay in and try not to burn to death. Oh, my God. You didn't go to any place I recommended. Nowhere. We went nowhere. All we did was lay in fleshy pools of sweat and try not to die, dude. That's what was happening for the whole fucking week, okay? It was so goddamn hot. But uh, you know how I like to keep things hip and cool on the podcast, David? <laughs> we did go see uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because it came out this week. And I know that you're dying to talk about it, David. Your number one thing. But don't worry, I'm going to spare you the pain, dude. In honor of that movie, which I'm sure you haven't seen, but are you planning on seeing it, David? Fuck no. Okay. Big old no. That's what I thought. Um, it did make me think about magic. And magic in the sense of magicians and maybe, you know, m- you know the fantasy magic on the side, but mostly about magicians. And it got me to think about how I remember when I was a kid, I was obsessed with magicians, like probably most young kids were. And I wanted to be a magician and I wanted to practice magic. And I I believed in it. uh, And I loved it so much. And and the TV specials were always on and I would tape them on my VCR and watch them over and over again. And it was such a fun time in my life to do that. Um, And so my question that I I guess I was talking about, we've talked about all kinds of stuff, and I've heard your rants about capitalism, about race, you know what I'm saying, about nihilism. So my question is, David, do you believe in magic, David? Uh, You know what, man? I'm going to say yes. (gasps) Actually, dude, that's 100% not what I thought. I really thought you were going to say no. Okay, let's let's talk about it, David. This is great. This is great. This is great. Okay, David. Uh, I say magic in the general sense. So when I say, do you believe in magic? Where are you coming from? Like magicians or the spiritual magical idea? Where are you coming from when I say magic? What do you, what did you think of when I said that? I think of, I think of exactly what Alan Moore has kind of talked about, which is, Ooh. 
uh, magic as the idea of sort of, um, you know, magic through the perspective of storytelling. Ooh, nice. I kind of think of like magic as sort of almost kind of like the, the sort of flair of uncertainty, and which is really what freedom is. You, know, you, you think of like freedom as as like a concept. Yeah, sure. We have like our kind of American idea of like freedom like hey sure. man, freedom is like you know fucking you know taking a gun into the walmart or you know like, <laughs> um goddamn american rights david i could carry open carry into a walmart but I, I think of freedom is like a lot scarier to me like freedom is basically just uncertainty sure you know Ooh. you have this kind you have the freedom to uh play dungeons and dragons sure. on a tabletop in the middle of the freeway. You have that freedom. Do, like, that is true. That is, there is no more dangerous version of D&D than freeway D&D, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let me tell you what. That's the most hardcore D&D you could play in my day. And you've got experience with that. All the time. I almost, almost died seven times trying to play. There's nothing like a semi-truck coming when you're trying to roll initiative, dude. It is crazy. So I think that's kind of that's where I land. When I think of kind of magic, right? Because, yeah, sure, I have a very... Uh, a quote unquote scientific secular sure. kind of idea of the world but you know it's also like a lot of shit that just doesn't make sense as well um even the things that make sense don't make sense and so i think of magic in terms of the kind of th that sort of the the um, the theatricality of like the unexpected and and Ooh. and that's kind of and, and sort of and again as like someone that's trying again we're going to plug the novel again mm -hmm. <laughs> plug the novel david novel here we go plug um, I really like what uh, Alan Moore says when he kind of talks about how it's no coincidence that, you know, a lot of the gods of, of lore, the mythic gods, you know, the sort of the, the scribes, you know, tend to be the uh, the kind of the most powerful. Um, and so, uh, you know, I like that kind of concept of like storytelling as, as kind of its own magic, you know, just like not having access to anything physical and yet provoking very physical responses in people through like cool characters and interesting plot mm -hmm. um you know just great world build building whatever the case may be so that's kind of how i you know i approach it from the kind of perspective of like philosophy writing and so forth so i don't i don't <laughs> think of it as like merlin's hat with you know the uh you know high school football player you know waiting to punish me for it <laughs> That was very specific at the end. That was a very evocative, specific image at the end of how you explained magic with a football player being some guy. Who, I, you, I think in your high school you imagine some like me walking around with a wizard hat, being like, "I'm gonna throw fireballs," and some jock just shoves me in a locker and you know teabags me. I thought that's what you were going for. I thought this like actually happened to you. No, no way, dude. I was cool kid in in high in high school, bro. I played Magic the Gathering. Huh. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Your favorite game? Well, I didn't right? do that until college, which I guess like <laughs> what is a technically loser, either David. technically what a worse fucking loser or technically better. College. I'm gonna shove you in the locker for not starting until college. Okay, puss. okay, you need to follow this up. You know why are you asking this question? Yeah, sometimes I think that in this world there's so much bullshit, and we were just discussing the the angsty, angry corporations that we work for half the time. So, you know, sometimes it's beautiful to believe in magic, and magic comes in various amounts of forms, right? I like the way you just described it. The power of story, right? A piece of something, some t uh, untangible idea or concept that is so strong that it moves an individual or a group or a nation sometimes just through the power of a story. That's beautiful, man. That truly is magical. It's something that we almost can't, 
describe and yet it's also a feeling and something that consumes right and i think that in these times in these trying times you know when you can't offer you an egg it's really important to find something that we can hold on to and magic is something that i have always loved i think it's a beautiful idea because something magic can also be something positive right and it can really move everybody or take them away for a second or make them believe in something that can't be believable or unrealistic you know i've always been a fan of street magicians and big time magicians so like when i was a kid and I'll ask you the same question. I remember those big TV specials with like David Copperfield, right? Of course, we knew Siegfried and Royd in Las Vegas with their tigers. Uh, David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear, you know, just crazy stuff. Eventually, David Blaine came out and was doing street magic that was blowing people's mind. And you could see these people just flip out for that one moment, for that brief second that each somebody pulls something off, they think the impossible happened. And that's a beautiful idea that is kind of created uh when you were younger david when you were a kid do you remember watching any magical specials on television from magicians no never not one i mean i was familiar with like david copperfield and i think eventually maybe saw some david blaine stuff but um for the most part like that stuff didn't interest me so there was so in your household there was no nobody was interested in seeing magic or talking about it in the in the Entertainment traditional sense, right? Actually, Making yes. Disappear, sawing people in half. Like sorry, that sorry about that. Actually, yes, because my dad, oh, okay. um, when he was obviously younger, when we were young, my dad did uh, like to um, do like clown stuff, like traditional, like uh, you know the the pin, the balloon, um, the Whoa. juggle, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, he did that stuff. Um, and it it wasn't like a paid gig. It was just stuff that he thought was, you know, kind of like with the Santa thing. This was like something else like my dad was just kind of do on the side, which is, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I did grow up with that stuff. Uh, Where did that come from? Like, did he, when he was a kid, did he see something? And was like, I want to do clown magic. Like, I, where did that stem from? I don't know. I, I should ask my dad personal questions about himself. <laughs> did any of that rub off on you? Do you know any magic tricks from your dad? I, I don't. Um, I, I think... <sighs> Because I think we were so young, and it only happened for like I don't know, maybe like a kind of like a two to four year stretch, uh-huh. um, and and so maybe that's what it was. I think he still has some of that stuff too, like the rings and uh, oh yeah, dude, those are classic. Like he had a full setup, and even now with my uh, with my niece, like he'll do like uh, like a puppet show for her, you know, and stuff like oh, that. Oh so. man, that's nice. Uh, but, you know, again, like it goes back to for the most part, man, like s- sports was, you know, kind of like what sure. we were brought up in. And I think maybe that's why, like, I felt like maybe something about like sports and magic being kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum is kind of how I viewed that <laughs> at the time. Um, so so magic, man, it just wasn't. I don't know. It's weird. It's funny. Like, I love magic when it's just a cardboard game <laughs> and, um, and it's like <laughs> strategy and, and artwork. But um, I feel like you hyper focus all of your. You have a lot of like nerd hate, but then you take that all of that nerd stuff and you shove it into magic, and you're like everything, everything is stupid except for magic. You have like a hyper specific like uh, gateway, and it's the magic the gathering, cardboard cards, and fighting with land masses and dead horses that have like necromantic powers. <laughs> romantic, but, you know. And the other thing too, I'll say, which is that uh, listen, like, okay, can I can I ask just one request? Okay. 
Don't say shit about Doctor Strange. I don't want to hear about it. Right, right. So it's pretty good, David. Let's talk. All right, for the next 30 <laughs> minutes, I want to talk about Doctor Strange, okay? Because we want to bring up the our SEOs, and I want to make sure that people can find <laughs> us in the chats. You know what I'm saying? So we'll start off from the very beginning. All right, Doctor Strange number one. I'm just kidding, David. We're not going to. I know that would. You would literally quit the show. Um, I like how you say SEO is like an old man talking about the internet's plural. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, David. This is how we get on TikTok because we got to mention Doctor Strange, dude. Uh, I get it. I don't know why you hate magic and Doctor Strange so much. Is it Benedict Cumberbatch? Is that why? Are you an anti Cumberbatch? Are you anti Cumber? Is that what it is? <laughs> you know, I, I think there is a discussion here that that can definitely be like served for a full episode. So I'm not saying I mm-hmm. won't go there. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, listen, you, you catch me in a vendetta kind of mood and you tell the angels in heaven you never seen evil <laughs> so singularly personified as you did in the face of the man who's about to kill you, which is me. Gotcha. So you're anti-cumber is what we're talking about here. That's the takeaway from this. I, th- I think this the takeaway was I was trying to do the true romance uh, quote or try to get that true romance quote right. You but. know what? Nothing says uh, <laughs> like you know nothing says tags and how to find us than hot <laughs> topics like true romance. Uh you know the hottest of hot right now. What are you dude, talking you know about? What like saying? Christopher Walken is like the most like memeable actor or one mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, if I go to Google, t- like what's hot in Google right now, I don't know if <laughs> True Romance and Christopher Walken are busting up. But that's typically us, right here. I'm trying to push the conversation into Doctor Strange, and you want to talk, you know, True Romance. That's perfectly us in a nutshell, <laughs> my dude. Okay, I will steer the conversation back to what we we're talking about. So, as I said, David. After watching the uh, wonderful Doctor Strange in theaters now, ladies and gentlemen, check it out um, as we're recording this podcast. So my question is, when you were, it, can you, so you think back to when you were a kid and your dad is doing magic or maybe you saw a couple of magic. This is before you started like going into sports and started hating nerds and magic and all that kind of stuff. Do you remember an internal sense of wonderment when you would see these things that you couldn't explain as a kid do you have any memory of being like oh wow excitement no were you a cold dead child (laughs) david is that what happened were you alive at all i'm just curious are you dead i'm trying you know the things that like excited me as a kid you know this is gonna sound terrible was violence oh my god you know because because again to, to me, you know, you know where I found like magic, Three Stooges. Like that was that was my magic as a kid, which is mm-hmm. seeing like, you know, <laughs> grown grown men bodies tossed <laughs> through like three floors of bunk beds was, oh was like my magic. <laughs> um, and you know, it's it's hard. Like I I feel like I'm trying to like get at kind of what the underbelly of kind of what you're asking, and and I think. I think magic, the kind of magic that you're talking about is I think something that 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 needs to be presented well. And okay. and I think I think especially like for me and, and maybe part of it's like, you know, the communities that we grew up in, you know, either like suburbs or just among other Latinos, you know, it's just I don't <laughs> thank you for saying it like that. I appreciate it. I don't think of magic as like something that really um, I, I I honestly think there there is a cultural element here, which is that you know our families, especially our generation, like mm-hmm. didn't really have time to play around. It's like yes, they could always play with us, they could always support us, they always be a big part of our lives. But magic kind of felt like playtime in a way that maybe my parents' generation didn't understand. Well, that's interesting because I mean, with our uh, devil's advocate, like my mom 
used to love magic specials, and she would gather me around the TV so we could watch, you know, Dave Copperfield disappear a tank or something like that, or an elephant. You know what I mean? I, I wonder what what is that what does that say? Like, is it? Do you think it's a regional thing? Do you think it's just an individual thing that would make somebody do that to their to their kid? Be like, you have to see this. This is amazingly cool and wonderful and magical and all that kind of stuff. That's a good question. I I wonder if there's if part of the allure to magic as you think of it is is maybe kind of like a quote unquote symbolic of privilege. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in like oh, you know, freaking rich. What the hell? Yeah, like in 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 uh, you know, rich people way. I just mean So 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 I was so let me get this straight. I was too I was privileged enough to not worry about the world. So magic was wonderment where you were like down in the real world and magic was bullshit because the real stuff was happening. Like violence. <laughs> What could be more real than violence, though? Let's let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> the real magic is violence, folks. That's real magic right there. That's the truth, baby. Yeah, man. Interesting. I, I, I don't. Interesting. It's it's really it's it's funny. It's crazy. Like this this kind of olive branch you've kind of created out of out of like a topic that just feels like irrelevant and maybe even like anachronistic, right? I mean, it's like you know, talking about magic is like talking about like oh, you remember life in the as a carny. You don't remember what that was like. <laughs> By the way, one of my friends used to be a carny, and he said that was just like the worst experience of his life. Oh my god, I can't imagine that'd be awesome. Like, I well, mean, yeah, you have, but you know, as a child, you think I'm going to run to the circus, but the reality is, it's probably really poor wages and management half the time. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, you don't put those together though, like in your head, like right away. <laughs> no, it's just like, no. oh, okay, yeah, but, that's that's a really shitty job. <laughs> yeah, well, you think it's like again, when you're a child, running to the circus is magical, David. You see what? I did there it's fucking magical I guess my bigger question too that I wanted to ask, like the bigger concept that I'm trying to figure out David is like you you always have the portrayal of a child who was born with like like just no, no emotion half the time like I didn't believe in magic I just believed in violence and you know capitalism was real but I, I can't believe that that's true and the way your parents sound like awesome people I just feel like there had to have been something that really sparked you to believe in something that's impossible when you were a kid or maybe older, you know what I'm saying? For example, we still experience magic. How many times here, I'll relate it to you. How many times have you gone somewhere and gone to like the best taco place in the, in the town and be like, have a, what's quote unquote, a magical experience eating a taco. Have you never had a magical experience eating food? Uh, that's a good point. Yes, I have. Uh, the well, when they were a taco truck, the carne asada tacos from Chilaquil that was the best taco I had ever had. That really? was I could not believe this thing existed just on a you know, just like a mundane street, Broadway in San Antonio, and and just amazing. Unfortunately, they, they were so good that they actually got into a really nice area, which is the Pearl, and which you know, if you're from San Antonio, you know what it is. Uh, less good, but you know, that's. Uh, definitely food has kind of inspired magic. I, I don't, you know, I think it's funny, man. It's like you talk about, I do think there is a magic to sports. And the reason Ooh. why is, and the reason why is because anytime you watch, right, you watch basically to witness the unexpected, right? We all fall, like the underdog story is like, you know, a, and practically a tradition um, right. and, and something that, you know, we always kind of, you know, look towards. And so, don't forget my dad was an amateur boxer like i love that sport growing up and That's true nothing was more magical than and i know this sounds like you know just 
fucking crazy, but like nothing was more magical than like somebody getting like literally like just beat the fuck up. Like to to a point where Violence. Yeah, to, to the point where like, you know, you're talking about like brain injuries and like broken bones, right? And yet somehow rise above. Like somehow like win the fight or turn the tide or endure that level of pain and you know then like exerting it yeah it's just like i mean th- there is something mad as brutal as that sounds i think there is something magical to that and i think that's why even if my you know sort of <laughs> frontal lobes are telling me like hey man <laughs> so- somebody's getting hurt here <laughs> you know you shouldn't be watching this this traffic accident in slow motion right um, there's there's just that that childhood experience of like man that it, how incredible for people to do something their body should not be capable of enduring mm-hmm. and yet somehow coming out better on the other end. You know, some people would would be worried <laughs> that most of your experiences as a child are related to violence somehow, technically. <laughs> like, uh, when is the first time you fell in love? I saw someone get beat up <laughs> one time and I fell in love with the sport of boxing. You know what I mean? Just saying, there seems to be a lot of connectedness to violence. That's true. I'm, I'm not denying out. that. Like, I, I really, that really was, right, the violence in movies, right? Loved violent movies. Um, loved what violent the, What about the magic of movies? Was that a thing for you? Movie magic, if you will. How did they do this? The magic was in the violence. You know, like, again, and that, oh and, and actually, listen, let's, let's not, you know, judge me too harshly, right? Because The Thing, incredibly violent film. Sure. That was magical. That was like freaking one of the most like adrenaline, like just one of my favorite movie experiences of all time was just seeing the thing as a kid and just being blown mm-hmm. away by how like gross and disgusting and visceral it was. So even when you were like, because I know that there was a point that you must have hit where the idea of magic was not entertaining to you like fantasy, like, but to your best recollection, even as a five-year-old or even younger than that, anywhere around that young age of adolescence, did anything seem uh, was anything that you couldn't explain magical to you? No. You were born with a perfect mind. <laughs> well, that's the that's the irony, which is that like I wasn't like Nicole for example, who was a precocious child. Like, you know, there you know, there are children that, you know, maybe uh as not maybe are not as gullible, um but they turn that lack of gullibility into actively smart kids. Right, creating stuff or uh, learning stuff. I wasn't that kid, mm-hmm. man. I was just a fucking doofus that loved video games and violent movies. Again, here we go. Like, <laughs> and even the, the games that I loved, they were all violent. There's fighting games, like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, you know. But yeah, I, I think for me, you grow up, you know, your dad being like an amateur boxer, being so proud sure. of it that he's always watching videos. Right. And, 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 and legit, like growing up with violence, I, I think in a healthy way though, I know that just sounds impossible right now. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's kind of what it was, you know, as a kid, you know, I was, I saw the craftsmanship in violence, whether through Street Three Stooges and the way it was presented. <laughs> and so, yeah, these, these are Learning things, so much. these are the things that were, that were magical to me. And I, I know it's not, it doesn't reflect well in me. But I, I would say I love hearing you trying to justify all the violence in your life. It's very, very pleasing. <laughs> There's a reason everyone gets beat the hell up. It's, it's beautiful. There's nothing like cracking someone's nose and watching it break. It's gorgeous. It's fucking magical. Let it be known, I've actually like never like physically assaulted anybody. <laughs> Do you want that? To- the magic is that you've never fought someone. That's what's fucking magical, dude. So I'll end with I'll end with this big question then, because now that we have kind of a sense of 
your childhood and your magical, what it means to you and where you find magic in this world, you know, for all that you are, you still see magic. Then why, how are you so attracted to magic, the gathering of all things? So I've, I actually have the perfect answer to this. Great. For, I, I'm all ears. For those that don't know how magic mm-hmm. works, uh, I'm just going to explain just five quick things. It's not even going to take a minute. So in magic, in order to cast spells, you do so with access to one of five colors. There is the color black, which is usually associated with um, uh, disruption, demonic spells, etc. There's white, uh, there's blue, there's green, and there's right. red associated with fire. And Ooh. red is my favorite color. Of course. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is, David. <laughs> so the kind of philosophy of fire is okay. how I you know, strategize uh, in magic. Because uh, I do play competitively, right? So, I mean, it's, sure. it's not, this is not just some, some bullshit like, oh, my favorite color is green because I, I see it on it's, – it's the color of my ice cream that I like. You know, no, this Man, is like – it sounds like you're throwing shade on 12-year-olds that you compete against is what it sounds like. <laughs> you know, I think I am, and I've lost to some 12-year-olds. Man, that's the worst part. <laughs> so, David, there is something magical about you defeating a 12-year-old in a competition, which I would love to see myself personally someday. I would, well, I would, I would actively go – I would drive you like a parent to a competition – and I would actively watch you defeat people because that sounds fun. So is there something you enjoy about the idea of the magical world of Magic the Gathering that really hits you? Is there something about it that really is unexplainable, just like the magic of story? Is that where that comes from and your love of that game? Uh, I, I would say that's correct, man. Like the So one of the things that magic has is a mm. lot of really awesome, incredible artwork. Not always. Um, sure. But, um, and so, you know, when you have access to like all of your <clears throat> lands and creatures and spells have interest in artwork, um, you're able to kind of within that strategy also kind of craft a story. So, oh, okay. so like that, that I think is the thing that, you know, makes me most attracted to magic, which is that you have a strategy game that also combines storytelling in its own way. Now that's obviously left up to the, um, um, to the player, yeah, because I'm mean, sure there are plenty of players that are just like, no, nah, man, interesting. I don't want to, like casting my very, spells. Very, very, and... very interesting. That's really interesting, man. How well, I get, I really enjoy how we've gotten. I understand your view of magic and how that actually applies to your favorite game, which is super fascinating. Well, so a big part of um, a big part of competitive magic is is not just the actual plane. And I guess, you know, for you being like an artist, you can kind of sympathize with that sort of sure. gardener versus architect sort of kind of dichotomy. Uh, sure. With what, but you know, so like there are players that play extremely well, right? They know how to sequence their spells in exactly like an, in almost mathematical fashion. But another key to being a good player is also for one, building a good deck. And, and so that deck building aspect is is part of where I think that storytelling like enters into it for me. Interesting, gotcha, man. Again, too much to my surprise. I know that for by the way, you in this podcast as you've dogged on as my usual comic book stuff <laughs> like you know watching Doctor Strange two, the multiverse of madness out in theaters now. Check it out as recording this podcast. You dogged me for that. You've dogged me for all of my nerd stuff. My curl board game in the back, not a poster. And yet, yet you continue to say things like to quote Alan Moore. <laughs> one of the most prolific comic book writers of all time, as well as playing Magic <laughs> the Gathering, 
you, sir, are just you are just a a a nerd. You're just like there's this jock on the outside, man. But I'm telling you, inside the strap, there is a nerd at that nougaty center, dude. And I just know it. I know it. I feel it every day. But you're fighting it, David. You're fighting it. It's magical to me that you fought it for so long. That's the real magic, David. You fought it for so long. And I did. I, I would not, you know, like, you know, especially in college, uh, you know, when I started playing, I would not tell girls that I played Madden. I kept oh that shit God, secret. Oh, my God, dude. You're so. <laughs> yes. Truly embarrassed. Like, just. Oh, my God. It's self. like a, a scarlet letter for you, dude. <laughs> just a magic the gathering scarlet letter on your chest. I even got angry at my dad when he told one of my cousins I played magic. I mean, that's how bad. Oh, it was. my God. Dude. <laughs> Jesus. You need to come. Another topic we'll talk about is we got to get you. That's that's my next deep dive is we've got to really understand this crazy, weird animosity for being a nerd. Yet deep down inside, you're you're closeted nerd is what I like to say. Uh, Not as much now. You I mean, your wedding cake was a a Magic the Gathering card. Uh, So, you know, but it's very interesting, David. Um, I'm always, always fascinated by that. So. I, you know what all this leads up to, man? At the end of the day, I cannot wait to play D&D with you, David. That's the exciting thing. For a man who believes this, the power of magic inside a story, who is a, 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 a writer and a novelist, I can't wait for you to play this dang game, dude. The man who can create stories at his own control. That'll be a magical day for me. I'm David. actively looking forward to it. I really am, um, because it's because D and D wasn't something I didn't want to get into because I didn't like it. I mean, I, I played Warhammer 40k for like a year. So, Did you really? Yeah, I thought you knew this already. No, man, we got to unpack this nerd side <laughs> of you, dude. We've got to unpack this nerd side of you, my dude. Oh my God, David! Interesting, interesting. Well, David, I, as always, I I've learned so much about you in this one topic, which is why I was kind of excited to talk about it because we've never talked about it in our friendship. I don't know where you stand in the world of magic. You know what I mean? Um, and I know that you'll never go watch Doctor Strange two, which is sad because we'll never talk about all the cool cameos that are in it. But you know, I'm glad to learn about your deep seated love for fantasy and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, we've reached that part of the show, sadly, David. We've come to the end, and now this is the time for reflection, my dude. This is the part where I sum up what I've learned about you during the course of this podcast. You know what I mean? And this is the part where the music kicks in. Maybe I'll make it magical and whimsical, David, not the <laughs> typical one that we do. How about that? I actually love the typical music. I do too, but I want to get something whimsical going for this one. So I'll, I'll piss you off. I'll try to pick the most Magic the Gathering sounding music possible. Okay. So th- this was a great conversation and highly unexpected for me, David, because I did not expect to actually grasp one of your concepts, which is saying a lot because sometimes you say things, I don't know what you're talking about. But this time I really feel like I've come to learn something about you, um, which is, you know, I view the, le- the world through my own eyes, through my own lens. And I think that magic is defined by like, hey, when you're a child, you watch tricks and you get mystified and you imagine. And you remind me that the interpretation of magic uh, as a concept can be so different between somebody. You know what I'm saying? For some crazy reason, it is shocking to me that violence is your gateway to magic or feeling magical or food or an idea also that is just a beautiful concept like even for someone like you who uh, is very scientific 
very knowledgeable, filled with wisdom, you can still find the unexplainable feelings of magic inside of things. And again, ranging from tacos to the Three Stooges fighting themselves out in a, in a physical form of violence, you somehow find magic in that. And to me, that's amazing that that's where you see it. That's where your life revolves around. I think we got to talk about your violence issues. Lots of stuff to unpack there in the future, my dude. But for now, I think it's absolutely beautiful that even in something like that, that's your key. That's where you find beauty, whether it be something of a floating concept or, like you said, the magic of sports. Very beautiful that you can still see it in there, David. And that is truly inspiring and gives me hope for you in the future, which makes me really, really happy, my dude, that we'll get you on that nerd train and we'll start having you play D&D very soon and really experience all kinds of magic. And maybe one day we can go check out a Penn and Teller show because that would be pretty dope. Oh, was I supposed to respond? Like, uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of like at a loss. There you go, David, you beautiful, beautiful, violent human being. I absolutely love you. And I've learned quite a bit about your path to how you get there. Like, again, sometimes it takes a while for the train to pull into the station. But when it gets there, David, I'm always impressed how we got there together. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Thank you so much for staying with us. Uh, we hope that you come back. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to share, like, Give us those five stars. Give us a review. If you leave us five stars and a good review, we'll read it on the podcast. If you give us five stars and a bad review, we'll probably still read it on the podcast because sometimes we just want to get roasted. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation or you'd like some advice or you want to bring up an idea that we should talk about, you can email us at rectopod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C the pod at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at rectopod as well. And hopefully coming soon, Instagram and TikTok as well. We hope you enjoyed the show. David, any final thoughts before we leave our audience today? Please go watch Trespass. Please go watch Trespass and check out Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, out in theaters now. It's not a paid show or sponsorship by it. They just want to bring up those dang Google trends and make us get on the dang market. I'm selling out, ladies and gentlemen. So with that, thank you so much. My name is Brian Ortiz. My name is David Castillo. And we hope to see you here Next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. David, I'm going to go take a shower because this whole time I have been sweating like a goddamn pig because it is so hot outside still. <laughs> God damn it, I hate this weather and I hate Texas sometimes. Does your AC not work? It. I can't when we're recording. I got to turn it off. I'm basting in juices, my dude. I am dying here, David. Dying. Oh, my God. Is this still part of the show? Absolutely. Go take a shower, people, because it's too hot. It's hotter than Satan's butthole in Texas, and I hate being here during these times. I love you. We'll talk to you later. Peace out, everyone. Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castillo, recorded in our homes and edited by me, Brian Ortiz. Theme song and outro by Hard Power USA. Check them out on SoundCloud. And please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment. You can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at wreckthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C, the pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>